Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yes, and we continue on on a Monday coming off a exciting weekend for the Dodgers. Feels like the second half push is on the right track. The Olympics have concluded. By the way, I did watch a little bit of the closing ceremonies. It was it was kind of cool and interesting how they passed it off to Paris uh, for 2024. They did a real good job in that, uh, in that transition, but um, we will see. I think they're just thinking that they're glad that they're they're through the Olympics and it's over with and we made it through. And made that money, that made moolah. that money. Yes, they weren't going they weren't going to interrupt that money, no matter what it looked like. They would have got volunteers from Guam <laughs> to come to, to come to Japan to, to come to, help, to Japan to help put those Olympics on. And speaking of, about a man who spent a lot of time in Guam, but as I told you, Rob, before you left, that you more than ever today need some cleansing. As we all do on a regular basis. Yes, we do. You know, or at least some roughage. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it right there. <laughs> and for that cleansing, for the guidance that we need coming off a weekend, there's only one person that can give that to us. And for the haiku at two, we welcome on. Our man, Vic the Brick Jacobs. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. BTB. And congratulations to all the Trojan stars in Tokyo who performed magnificently. Yes. Didn't Allison Felix spend some time at uh, Troy? She did. I believe she enrolled. She paid she her enrolled. Own way. She went pro. She went pro right away. She went pro. Yeah. And paid her own way through school. Yeah. Well, to me, she's the face of this 32nd Olympiad. Allison yes. Felix, L.A. Baptist, of course, North Hills. Yes. Yes. And 35 years old, young daughter, uh, five, Olymp- five Olympiads. Um, Incredible. I could say, Rodney, Incredible. most medals in the track and field of anyone in the history of American track and field. Uh, Allison Felix, bow down. Bow down. Bow down. And, and what a gorgeous smile she has. She just yeah. lights. She, she lit up the field. She, yeah. she lit up the freaking infield when she, when she smiles. Yeah. And he's in for Fred Rogan. 
Remember, he led Queens Boulevard in shoe sales <laughs> for one year back in the day at Stride Right. He still holds the record, I believe, for most penny loafers sold in a 24-hour span. Please put your hands together. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this intro for you, Rob. Parker. I love it. You couldn't even get it out, Vic. Most, no doubt. I'm getting giddy. Most I'm penny loafers. <laughs> That's right. Most hey. penny loafers in a 24-hour span. <laughs> and don't get me mixed up with Buster Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you remember Buster uh, Brown, man. right? Of course. of course. You had the touch on Queens Boulevard. <laughs> They came in, they couldn't resist Rob. He says, if I got a pair of shoes for you. How, how old were you, Rob, when you were pushing shoes on Queens Boulevard? I was in high school, 16, 17, 18. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish I had wandered in from Jamaica Avenue and seen you. Yes, sir. I was there. I was too busy playing ball down the... I think I was... I played a lot of ball in Jamaica. Some good run down. Good run oh, in yeah, Jamaica. I know there was always good run, no doubt. Always good run in Jamaica. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney show. Please show the love. It's Kevin Figures, yeah. man. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kev, you every you, I don't know how you come up with something different all the time. It's amazing. I'm inspired by my uh, spiritual muse. Victor Brick Jacobs. You are unbelievable. Oh, bless you. Bless you. you and you're deluded, and I love that about you. <laughs> and he's in for the vacation. Who's the vacationing? Ronnie Fascio. He is the your voice of the Clippers pregame, post, and halftime. And he's psyched for next year already. He's getting his notes together. He's getting his, his whole production thing together for the Clips for next year. They're going to have a nice run. And you'll hear it. From Double A, Adam Oslin. Keon Johnson, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, woo! Well, again, just in retrospect, bless Japan. They pulled it off against all odds. Midst of a pandemic, and they put on a spectacular Olympics. Yes. And, and the closing ceremonies were inspiring. When, weren't they, Vic? They were amazing. They, they really were. I mean, the handoff to Paris was uh, was fabulous. Uh, the the digital show, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it, what they did in that stadium. If Todd Gurley handed it off, it probably would have been a fumble, but that's another story. Why? Oh, Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. <laughs> the, 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 wasn't even warranted, didn't even need it, and there's no reference to it. I don't Just get it. out of the clear blue sky and... You wonder why you get booed at Dodger Stadium. Yes, I know. Hey, Vic. RP. Question for you. How many times did you take the bullet train when you were in uh, Tokyo, in uh, Japan? What a great question. I took it all the time. What high, incredible, beautiful technology. Now, not just the train itself. It goes like 80 miles an hour. You don't feel anything when you're in the train. It's so right. smooth. It's, it's unbelievable. I took it one it is. time. It really bit. is. Uh, you know, my biggest um, bummer for the Olympics was that the Olympics did not experience Japan. And the media did not experience Japan. And how wonderful it was. I don't know if you were listening to Johnny Weir last night with his Marie Antoinette hair um, <laughs> and the Olympic rings in his head. 
but he gets it. I mean, he un- he understands Japan. He was saying, you know, the people of Japan, the culture of Japan. Um, no one sh- no one was able to share that. That to me, it brought a tear to my eye last night. Really, when I was watching, said, oh, these all these athletes, I never even got to, you know, experience the incredible, spectacular city that is Tokyo, and you know, then me taking some side trips to Kyoto or Hokkaido, and uh, you know. That kind of stuff, and no one, no one got to do because of the pandemic. So they, it really actually brought a tear to my eye that they couldn't experience this rich Japanese culture that is so welcoming. And um, that, to me, was the biggest bummer that you know the athletes, the media, everyone, you know, could not immerse themselves in what is you know such an incredible culture. That is, uh, I was so sad in that respect. Yeah, you know my. Uh... My middle son, who uh, just graduated from high school, uh, is very, very immersed in the Japanese culture, Vic. I got to oh. hook you up with him because he, yes. during the pandemic, he was always in, heavily into Japanese anime. Wow, yep. And mm-hmm. um, actually learned how to speak Japanese is, um, when he was younger, about five, six years ago. And then during the pandemic really got involved in it and now he's fluent in japanese my man robert wow yeah, yeah beautiful fluent and Rob- congratulations in japanese. and he's uh so we had planned to go to japan for the olympics we were going to be there and, and and really hang out that was something he was really looking forward to, uh, so to your bummer. to your point that the world didn't really get a chance and people families didn't get a chance to go go really spend time in the country of japan and and see the beautiful cities over there because it is it is pretty amazing, but yeah, he was bummed out about what you just talked about not being able to experience it. Well, he's young and he can go. He can always you know get on you know Air Nippon Airlines and get over there. You know when when everything you know clears up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And immerse no, himself. He's going to he, spend. He may a, not come back, Rodney. He's going to spend a semester abroad over there studying. Mm. So he's looking well, forward go to get that. This. If he spends a semester, he may not return, Rodney. <laughs> I know, right? You know that. It happened to so many people who uh, go to Japan for a semester. It turns out to 20, it turns out to 20 30 years of living there. Yeah. yeah. It's, just so, it's just a wonderful lifestyle, and it is uh, totally unique, and it's beautiful. It's so spiritual, and yet it's, you know, it's so technologically uh, over-the-top. It's just a bland. You know, of ancient culture and and the new culture, wherever we're going. You know, Japan's always on top of uh, technology, and but yet the beauty of Tokyo. If I could just in, in, wrap it up, yeah. if, you, if you, you take a walk, and there will be a thousand-year-old Buddhist temple, and right next door to the Buddhist temple will be this, you know, off-the-wall karaoke bar. Uh, it's <laughs> that kind oh, of. Yeah. Yin Yang, incredible, you know, diversity of style and stuff that you don't get anywhere else in the world. It's, you know, that's Japan. It's Tokyo. It's a, it's an incredible uh, city. And again, it really brought tears to my eyes when I was watching the clothes that the athletes, you know, and the, and the people, you know, who travel there for media and, you know, the Olympic Committee, you know, couldn't experience it. Proud of your son for learning Japanese, and once he goes there, I'm telling you, he's not going to leave, Rodney. I don't want to come back, huh? Nope. 
No, I'm just giving you an, uh, an update. You know, a little heads up on that. Yeah. So, did you guys see the Dodger game last night? How about the ball girl oh. with that incredible move? <laughs> yes. The guy's yes. running wild in the field. The security's yes, yes. chasing him. Ball girl. Ball girl. Superstar. Gets the angle on him and upends him over the wall. <laughs> I think she got a contract from the Detroit Lions. I mean, after that. <laughs> he may be starting. when James insisted that the, that the ball signer is an inside linebacker. Yeah. Right. Why not? She had a, what a move. No fear. None. And she had the angle. It's all about the angle. You know that in tackling. You got to get the angle. Angle. She had that angle. So that was a sensational moment, yes. of course. Albert going deep against his former team. Oh, that was beautiful. You know that felt I mean, good. He, you know he, that he felt good. He sent it to Chinatown. He just, I mean, and that was a, he just, that was a blast. It wasn't like, you know, a 400-foot home run. It was like 450, 450 460. And a mile on the air. And, and, mm. and, but, but, Vic, would you uh, hug and make out with him like uh, Vasse did? You know what I mean? Back off. Give the guy some room. <laughs> Man, that's a teal hug. I like the interview style. Rob, Rob, you're asking this question to the man that rushed onto center court and hugged Kobe Bryant after he hit that shot against Phoenix. I don't know if Vic is the right person to That's ask right, that Vic, question That's right, Vic. What to. are you doing? What do you do? No, Vic? Security! Security! They should have tackled you, Vic. John Black almost took his credential I was living in Manny Ramirez's oh, yeah. for three years. Didn't, what are you talking yeah. about? Didn't John Black ban him for a while? How many? Three years? I wasn't banned. I was, I, I was not banned. But I was I was on the cusp. Oh, Don Martin had to do some damage control so Vic can keep his credential. Trust us. Wow. He now stepped in. The great Don Martin stepped in and made it made it made it happen for me. It took a lot of his his uh, great debate style and 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 pushed me back into the mix. But it was a uh, touch and go for a while, no doubt. Okay. Also, give it up for Bellinger. Bell, you know, belly bomb, to, belly bomb. Fred wanted to demote him to Phoenix. Yes. And Rodney, you and I were saying, Fred, come on, come man. On, you got to give him his swings. Yeah. Freddie was ready he, to ship him out. He was ready to ship him out. Now he's he's found the way. Looks like he's found the way. He's make that. He's making that contact. They gonna need and him. Is it me? Is it just me? The greatest beard in Dodger history showed up. Yesterday, in relief pitcher Quackenbush, did you see Quackenbush's? <laughs> you like the beard, Vic? I was thinking about you when I saw that. Oh my, <laughs> Vic! I thought you were talking about somebody's wife, but that's another story. Uh, wow! Wow! Look, look at you! Look at that! Look at that! Look at you! <laughs> look at you! Look at you! <laughs> From the security of your home, I'm going to get the door all open up on me in a minute here. <laughs> Quackenbush is going to get us all killed, Rob Parker. Now, you know, hear me out. You know, we've been following Dodger baseball for a long time. And they've had some incredible beers over the years. Yes. But when Quackenbush came in to pitch the eighth or was the seventh, whatever. What a name. And geez. I saw that beard. And, you know, the, the Angels rookie, uh, Brandon Marsh, has a great beard. Yes. I thought no one's going to beat Brandon Marsh's beard. It's, uh, you, you know, it's. It's it's really a tremendous look, but here comes Quackenbush. Quackenbush. And I I still think Harold wow. Baines had the greatest beard ever in sports. Not it wasn't who was it, Bushy. Who was that? 
Harold Baines, you remember for the White Sox? Sure, Harold had a great growth. He had going. a great beer, Rodney. You remember yeah, him, right? I remember him, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful beer. Yeah, but Quackenbush's beard, I mean, it it's it's it stretched to boil heights. <laughs> yes, he got in trouble. I didn't even care. Where did stretch to, Vic? <laughs> stretch boil <to> heights. <laughs> I've never seen it. I tweeted out Quackenbush's beard, the greatest hair hair hard in the history of the Dodgers, the hair suit history of the Dodgers, the hairiest beard and the greatest beard I've ever seen in a Dodger. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm trying to recall Dodgers, and I can't come up with anyone close to Quackenbush. Can you guys? I can't. I can't. You know, I've, I've of late obviously been partial to JT's beard. Like JT's the ginger. beard is solid. Yes, but but yeah, Quackenbush. Yeah, it was something new. I mean, Clayton's been growing the beard, which I, I really commend him. And I like. I like the look on Kirsch. But Quackenbush's beard is. I mean, it blew me away. I was like, wow, Quackenbush, man, bringing it. Bringing it as a relief pitcher. We got, there's an intimidation factor as a relief pitcher, and Quackenbush has got it. With the beard. Yeah. Intimidation. Remember Mo Drabowski, the mad Hungarian? Oh, Drabowski, the mad Hungarian. We used to go back and back of the mound and talk to the ball, talk to himself and pump himself up. Right? Didn't he oh, have yeah. a crazy beard, too? I believe he did. It's uh, part of a relief pitcher's shtick. You know, how about that guy to... who pitched for the Dodgers back in the 60s? Rip Van Winkle. You remember his beard or not? Oh, you are too much. <laughs> Someone who actually did pitch for the Dodgers. Wow. And uh, their rival beforehand, Brian Wilson. Brian, Brian Wilson, yes. Had a good oh, beard. good yeah, call. Yeah, he did. Brian Wilson good with the call. beard. Brian had a very nice beard. Yeah. And he was great with the Beach Boys, too, before yeah. that. Right. <laughs> You're on fire, Rob. <laughs> In my room. <laughs> and how about that? Who was that last rookie lefty relief guy? Uh, Buell or Briel that Doc brought in? To pitch like the five guys. They had just called him up or well, picked him up the day where before. Where did he come from? Yeah. We got Real a million of them. We could use them, man. Coming into Philadelphia where they've won eight straight. Are you kidding me? The Phillies are unconscious. They got a lineup. Phillies have got a lineup. Shores has got his work cut out tomorrow. I mean, they're just hot. Harper's hot. Real Mudo's hot. Yeah. Um, Scherzer knows the lineup, though. He, he knows the Phillies well. He oh, does yeah. know the You're Phillies. In their division, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he knows that that lineup. They're on fire. I mean, they just swept my Mets, made the Mets look like you know the Mets from like 1962. You did call I don't the, know tank if the Mets job. scored a run. I don't even know if the Mets scored a run they, well, over they, the weekend in Philly. They sure didn't yesterday. But you called the, the Mets collapse like two weeks ago, Vic. So kudos I did. to you on That's that. That's what they do. They'll lead you on. <laughs> you know, you know that from the, you know covering covering both the ball. Yes, the Mets will tantalize you into August, maybe even September, and then they'll just collapse. 
That's who they are now. You know, even you know, I like the the Javier Baez pickup, but I don't know it's enough. The pitching. It's all about pitching. That's why the Dodgers win it every year. Our pitching depth. That's how we get there. I mean, great. And Trey Turner. Can we talk a little Trey? Was Trey Turner like a mind blower or what? Yeah. It looked like wow. A, part of it looked like a video game. You know, I haven't seen Dodgers speed like that uh, to turn a game around since Maury, the great Maury Wills. Who could score from first on a single? I mean, how many Dodgers in the last 20 years can do that? I mean, Maury used to do that. Maury, if Maury had the, had the jump, yeah. you know, Junior Gilliam hit one into the hole or something, and Wills, had, Wills was moving, Wills could score from first. A young Dave but Roberts had see- some good wheels on him. Young Dave? Young Dave Roberts had some wheels. He can run. Oh, Dave Roberts could run. Uh, uh, oh. D. Gordon could run a yeah. little bit. Yeah. D. Gordon he had never, some... Yeah, he never got on base, but Juan Pierre could Whoa. run. What? He's just <laughs> telling the truth. I'm sorry. As, as Rob would say, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I'll sit here and let you talk about my man Juan Pierre. <laughs> nice remember? guy, Juan, but, you know. Yeah. Had his share of struggles here. In the Jay-Z song. That's right. To run the bases like Juan Pierre. Right. Which all all leads to the haiku for this Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a haiku. August 9th. Try to rob Parker. From Michael Fessler. What? Wait, who? F-E-S-S-L-E-R. Michael Fessler. Michael? An accomplished haiku writer. Michael yeah. Fessler. Yeah, I Fessler. think Rod, Rodney, you, you guys were going to get one of those cars. Didn't you think so when they first came out? A Fessler? <laughs> Why? 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 All, all five people at the Bacoima Hilton are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fessler, Vic, from circa what? Uh, give me, give me a date's range of age and all that. Fessler, is he still alive? I, I, he's still alive. I just, I just found a little bit on him. A little bit, right? Yeah. So he's uh, seventy-seven years old. Okay. Uh, listed as an American writer and teacher who's been living in Japan since 1986. Oh, okay. Born, wow. born in Kansas, raised in Kentucky. Mm. But living in Japan. Japan. He's been living in Japan he's for, enlightened. for the last 35 years. He's been living in Japan. Right, Vic? He's enlightened then. Yeah. Enlightened, yeah. So maybe similar to, you, to your son coming up here there, Rob. Yeah. He might go to Japan and never yeah, come back. Who knows? Five years from now, he's going to be sending in haikus. That's right. That'll be beautiful. So Mike Fessler Mike. gives us this haiku on this Monday, August the 9th. August Heat, umpire and manager, nose to nose, I'm feeling you. Michael Fessler. Okay, I'm going to need that one more time. That was too quick, that I'm going to need that one more time. Did you say Pirates manager? I said... August Heat, umpire and manager. Oh, umpire and manager. Nose okay. to nose. Okay. I'm feeling you. Right. Now, now I need it again with the, with the full buildup in music, Vic. I need the whole buildup again. Konnichiwa. Yeah, come on. Come on now. One more mm. time. One more for the people Uno in mas. the Uno mas. It's for the people of Fukushima. Bless them. Bless their hearts. 
You know, they put on the early baseball stuff yeah. 17 days ago, which is amazing after getting hit with that trifecta of, uh, tri- trifecta of disaster. Right. And, you know, rebuilding that, that area is unbelievable. Can you imagine a, tri- you know, a tsunami, a nuclear reactor uh, blows up? And then the uh, you know and then the tsunami. Did I mention tsunami? Tsunami, yeah. flooding, nuclear disaster. I mean, and they you know they rebuilt and they held the baseball at their field in Fukushima in the first uh, the first first few games of the uh, of the Olympics. God bless them. God bless them again. It's going to be a great. 2024 in Paris, it's going to be a sensational Olympic. But again, it's Beijing in six months. I'm not only looking forward to the athletes in Beijing, I'm looking forward to Johnny Weir's next hairstyle. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> Try Two to shows feel. nightly for Corma Hilton now. I'm predicting a Marie Antoinette kind of thing as he prepares for, for Paris, but you never know from Johnny Weir. He was. You never uh, know. He's spectacular. I was as happy that they allowed evening dresses on guys uh, in the booth. To me, that was a, a gigantic uh, a stretch, and I love it. And I dug it too, Vic. It's called Stylings of Johnny Weir. Again, Mike Fessler, August Heat. Umpire and manager, a nose to nose. Yeah. Yes. Just don't do one of those with Pinocchio, because then you might have nose envy. <laughs> wow. You are wild today. <laughs> you are just a wild man. <laughs> You're in about forty-seven percent right uh, now. No, right? I'm just I'm not. You, you, you're gaining traction, though. You're gaining comedy traction. Thank you. And that's the key. All right, we're gonna get you caught up on everything you missed, or maybe not. We'll check you out on the other side. Standing by. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. No. Oh, yeah, we continue. Rodney Pete, Rob Parker on a Monday. Victor Brick Jacob. What a fantastic haiku today. Way to kick off the week, Vic. Appreciate it. Oh, come on now. Thank you. Yeah. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by our man Jacob Emrani. That's right. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, and when they do, there's only one person to call. Our man Jacob. Call Jacob. Thank you, Rodney. Um, now I don't know how much you've experienced this in your NFL career, going back to training camp, or how concerning this should be. So the Chargers had Fan Fest. At uh, their training camp practice yesterday, fans were able to come out and watch practice. At SoFi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at SoFi, absolutely. It was a great event from all yeah. the photos that I can tell. I wasn't right. able to make it out there. But uh, there was one issue, uh, the kicking game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It has been a problem for the Chargers for years. Forever. Uh, yeah, for, uh, amongst the injuries that have plagued them for the last decade, it seems like, they have lost so many close games because they have not been able to shore up the kicking situation 
And yesterday, uh, the the it showed its ugly head yet again. Michael Badgley, who has been their kicker the last couple of years, uh, went four for seven, which is a great batting average. Not necessarily a great percentage if you're a kicker. Uh, oh. miss, had some misses from 41, 49, and 51 yards. Uh, another camp kicker they had, Tristan Vis, uh, Viscano, was in there. He, he was four of six. Missed a 38-yarder. They had an undrafted kid in there who uh, ended two of six. And the fans who were there at FanFest actually booed. No! Booed them. They booed the kickers? They booed all of the kickers. I was. Oh, I thought you were going to no. say, like, uh, a fan came off the uh, out of the crowd and kicked better than the kickers <laughs> that they have on the roster. They, they might have to might do, have open do an open tryout for the kicking position. Oh How goodness. big of a concern and, is it right now at this point in time in camp there, Rodney? It is a big concern considering it's heightened because of the Chargers' history with kickers. And losing, as you said, Kevin, so many close games over the years. I mean, as far as back as I can remember, Chargers have always struggled with the kicking game, and they haven't figured out how to get it how to get it right. So many games in the NFL come down to two or three points, or or, or the kicking game, especially making a field goal or missing a field goal. And I'm not saying it's as you know obviously as important as the quarterback, but you got to get the kicker right. Got to get the kicker right. I'm with you. The kicker is everything. You get that without a kicker, man, you're in trouble because too many of the game. What are most NFL games are decided by six points or less? Yeah. So it's not always a touchdown. You might need a couple field goals along the way, and they can hurt you. I mean, Rodney was lucky. He played with one of the greatest kickers in NFL history. Play with a few of them. Eddie, Jason Eddie Murray. Yep. Eddie Murray, first of all, before, yep. and then uh, and then Jason Hansen, but also played with Gary Anderson. Oh yeah, you, you had Philly. a lot of good. Oh yeah, right, Gary was Gary was great. I remember a quick story that uh, when I went from uh, I went from Dallas to Philadelphia to play, and Gary Anderson, they had signed Gary Anderson from Pittsburgh. Was in Pittsburgh for a long, long time. You don't remember Gary? He was he wore that single bar face mask as one of the kickers. Was, from a throwback, the old day, right? Uh, but he was money. He was money from from forty eight yards and in. He was money. I was mean, it was automatic. Who, was it his brother who played for the Vikings who missed that? No, that, that's Morton. Is not his brother. But who's it? Was that the Viking guy who missed the Morton the one Anderson? When, Morton Anderson. Yeah, yeah that was. He made every field yeah. goal all year. You remember yeah. that year? He, great. he, missed, he missed the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Gary, Gary was automatic, and that was like you got inside the thirty yard line. It was automatic. And I remember he was there for a couple of years, and we went to the playoffs a couple of those years, and he was great for us because you knew it was just money. And they decided that that they he was possibly getting older. He couldn't kick a 55-yarder anymore, but he was money from in. And they wanted to go sign a guy from Dallas who was automatic for them but wasn't great because he kicked indoors. Dallas was basically indoors. Right. And had a great season. I don't think he only missed – his name is Chris Bonio. Missed one field goal all season long, so they decided to sign him in Philadelphia. You know, going against my wishes because I would let them know that he's not as good as Gary. Once he kicked outside, it would be a different story. Sure enough, got to Philly, and in that weather, it was just a disaster. Oh, it's totally different. Yeah, no doubt. disaster. Kickers are more. They're so important. We laugh at them, but they are so important. Listen, the Chargers got to clean up this mess if they want a successful season because they got a lot of positives working for them. But if they don't come up with a consistent field goal kicker, nothing's going to change. 
They're going to lose close games down the stretch in bunches. They need a consistent field goal kicker. That should be a priority uh, for the Bolts. I mean, have open tryouts. Uh, maybe someone from the the Galaxy or LAFC. Uh, uh, you know, get you know, get someone who can kick a forty-five yarder under pressure. You got to got to have it. Got to. I want to get our man Adam Olson's thoughts on this next topic, but uh, but you first, uh, Rodney and uh, and Rob. There's a report out of the Sacramento Bee saying that the Kings, Warriors, and the Clippers are quote unquote enamored with Pascal Siakam of the T- Toronto Raptors. Obviously, we know that the Clippers are may have some tough sledding this year if Kawhi Leonard ends up being out for the entire season. I don't know what kind of moves financially they could make if that's if trying to make a trade to swing for Siakam this season is, is possible, but according to the Sacramento Bee, the Clippers are enamored with the services of Pascal Siakam at some point Ooh, in the future. How right enamored? Now. How enamored are they? We'll see. Um... I wonder who's – is there somebody in somebody's ear in the back room that played with uh, Siakam that may have any kind of influence on that? Uh, maybe. You no, know, maybe. It's possible. You know, without Kawhi this this next year, uh, they're going to need a little boost. So, I mean, I I, I think it would be a, a real good pickup for the Clippers if they could make it work financially. I'm with you. I'd take a shot at them. Because we don't know about Kawhi. We don't know about, uh, is he coming back in time for the playoffs? So we don't know. He's he, not. He's not being, he's ruled out for the entire year? No, he's not ruled out. I'm no, ruling But, but him you out. just don't think he'll be ready. I don't okay? think he's going to be back. Yeah, see, Yakum has a lot of skills. But, you know, this uh, the salary cap is a very fragile issue. But he'd be a welcome addition, as you say. We don't know with Kawhi, with his injury, how long he's, he's going to be out. So they'll need reinforcements. You know, the Clippers are going to need some buttressing. It's it's going to be uh, to be a tough haul without Kawhi. And we know the Toronto Raptors could be in a complete tear-down, rebuild situation yeah. there after Kyle mm. Lowry already left. When you're talking about contracts, though, the Clippers have a couple guys who are on expiring contracts: Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly. It'd be tough to see either of them go, but for a guy like Pascal Siakam, oh, yeah. if you can make the money work, because he's under contract for three more years, so he's not Ooh. just going to be a rental, and he already has that chemistry with Kawhi Leonard, yeah. with not just Kawhi, but also Ibaka. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, they have some of that championship right. pedigree there just waiting for him, guys that were former Raptors. That's right. They're getting uh, Serge Ibaka back. That's right. Who missed uh, yeah. a lot of last season. Oh, yeah. I know people forget about that he was right. out. He was a big piece of that team. Absolutely. And then one more from the uh, the NFL world. Michael Thomas, star receiver for the Saints, uh, dealing with uh, an ankle injury uh, most of last season. Was supposed to have surgery as early as January, basically as soon as the Saints uh, season ended. That didn't happen. He waited until June. Uh, Sean Payton sounded off and was upset about that during his first training camp practice. Now, there was a rumor that came out a few days ago saying that Michael Thomas ignored the team's trainer, the receiver's coach, and Sean Payton for months, would not return their calls when they were trying to check in on him and the status of his surgery, and they found out that he did it in June. Now, Thomas posted a message on Twitter and Instagram earlier saying, quote, they tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the story, unquote. Sean Payton was asked about that Twitter uh, post uh, today at practice, and he said, I don't want to have a press conference based on social media. So he declined to comment about what Michael Thomas posted. 
How uh, ugly of a mess is this between oh, Michael Thomas and the Saints organization? It's not good at all. Not good at all. I mean, first, uh, the, he he is their guy. They just they just paid him. Um, and to not have the communication of your number one receiver, highest paid player, I believe he is on that team. I think now he is, yeah. Um, about a surgery that affects the next season. Because if you're going to have it, you yes, you want to have it as soon as possible so you are ready and not wait till June to have it and be questionable for the start of the season. I just, I don't get it. And there is some, that, that's an ugly situation where your head coach cannot get a hold of your number one receiver and talk to him about an injury or about surgery, about what's going on, and they're not returning each other's calls. That's a bad situation for the Saints. I, I think it's I think it's uh, unprofessional. Yeah, I'm serious. Somebody's paying your salary, Rodney, and you don't return phone calls. You don't have to love your boss, correct, or love your employee, but you got to have an open line of communication. I bet you if they stopped those paychecks, he'd pick up the phone and call them. I'm serious. I don't get yeah. it. I don't. I don't get why people are unprofessional. I don't either. I don't either. I really don't. Sorry. And I got to be the old man in the room. No, that's not. It's just there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Right. There's it, a way it, of doing it. Step up and be, you know, be open about it. If, you, if you're not happy, let people Say know. Say it. Let not, people yeah. know. Right. They're going to read your mind. How are they right. supposed to figure it out? Yeah. Well, Michael Thomas has been very upset with for a long time. This is, this is a bitter struggle that's been going on for a while. And now with no Drew Brees, uh, Michael Thomas, your number one offensive weapon, injured. Uh, you know, very sluggish recovery. Uh, it's a tough news for the Saints. I know they got a solid defense, but their offense, if they don't have Michael Thomas, um, it's going to be shaky. No? Oh, yeah. With a new quarterback starting the season, you know, it's right? yeah, definitely going to be shaky. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been- uh, I'll say Kevin's been great. Thank you, Rodney. Yes. And maybe they could give Philip Michael Thomas the Oh, whoa, whoa, Rob Parker. Philip Michael Thomas, you going Miami Vice? Miami Vice? All right, that we'll be back to show. We'll be back to wrap this up. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. That's right. If you missed last Friday's Petros and Money Tour, stop by. You can still watch it on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Road Brewery. Participating pubs offer happy hour on weekdays. Check the website for each pub's offerings and enjoy a weekday brew with your friends. Rob Parker, great hanging out with you on Monday, brother. We'll get him again tomorrow. Bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the beer. Make 